The reo that he was given to write these songs came from his tūpuna, his ancestors came from Te Atua. Ena mana e nā reo e nā kārangaranga maha o nā hauewha. Nau mai hoki mai anō ki te hōtaka nei a te ahikā. Ko Maraia Rakuraku ahau. Ko Justin Murray ahau and welcome to another edition of Te Ahikā, your weekly fix of kaupapa Māori on Radio New Zealand National. Bastion Point. Now there's a name that speaks immediately to an event that took place in the 1970s. And there's a long backstory to its history that involves an incredibly generous gift. Grant Hawke outlays some of the history of Ngāti Whātua ki And the early settlers, um, Te Kauo, he set aside 6,000 acres of the city of Auckland right from the shore. Well, when we talk about the shore, the, the, the railway is now land. Uh, well, the shore goes right back to the, the sort of hill line up, up at Cook Street and, and, and Further around, he had Parnell up to the Auckland Hospital around the edges of the of the um, museum land. Um, but um, you know, six thousand acres was a lot of land. Hamilton-based Kapahaku group the Itikahurangi walked away from Te Matatini with a stack load of taonga. Not only third equal with Fangaramai Tafitsi and Te Temanua Maudia, included in their seven awards was Te Manukura Wahine, Best Female Leader, and Te Reo Māori. Kaurangi o Te Reo mm. is, is an awesome, awesome taonga to receive, um, and it all goes towards the hard mahi of Kingi Kiriona Masi. Kingi Kiriona is um, one of the main tutors in Te Tikahurangi, and the majority of our items he writes. The majority of our items, he comes up with the vision. He sees the vision. If you dive into our archives, there's a recording of a 60-year-old woman recalling when she was a child and following a meeting in her whare one night at Okahu Bay that's round by what is commonly known as Mission Bay in Auckland. She ran outside into the barbed wire the Auckland City Council had strung up around the outside of her whare This was because the Auckland Council were rehousing, obviously under duress, the hapu based at Okahu above to state houses at Ketemwana Street. So this was in the 1950s. And so began one of the most shameful episodes in New Zealand history. When 20 years later... The Crown sought to build housing and parks on Bastion Point, real name, Takaparafo. Takaparafo was land that the Crown had taken to set up a military base years beforehand, and when that was disestablished, returned to the Crown coffers rather than back to the original owners, Nazi Fatua. Now, a similar case was also the Raglan Golf Course, which is properly known as Whaingaroa. After being forced into a state of landlessness, members of Ngāti Whātua occupied the land and drew nationwide attention to the injustices of the years past. One of those protesters, Grant Hawke, joins us now as he relays how a most generous act by his tipuna, Apihai Te Kawo, in 1840, led to one of the ugliest injustices inflicted upon his people generations later. Ko Grant Pakeana Hawke, ko takuingo. No he koe. Ki kone, Ngāti Whātua ki now we're standing on the maho of the Farikai. Right. 
and we're looking out towards, could you just describe what we're looking out towards? Yes, we're looking in the foreground is the, is the tamaki, I mean the, the waitamata, and then to it, some of its backdrop is Rangitoto um, Island, and also we can see Mahurangi and all of those places up the top there in the far ground. And um, Maunga Uika is just out here. A famous um, um, war happened there in the early times of Māori occupation of this land. And um, very famous for, for not just the war, uh, but the, the, the palisade uh, and, the, and the par that was on top of um, was supposed to be impregnable in those days, um, but um, yeah, but the ancient history of the the, the, the ancient Māori who came to this land and saw and the names that they gave, like Waitamata, the glistening waters of Mata, you know, and uh, and all Rangi Toto. Well, that was sort of came after a, a bit of a skirmish with uh, Tamatakapua and his cousin uh, when they fought over a, a woman and. Uh, one of the nose got bled and it fell into the water and it looked like the reflection of the red sky at night when the sun um, um, sets. Because Toto's blood. Yeah, and then and Rangi meaning sky, blood, the reflection of the sky in the water. Because at night, some summer nights, you will get the red sky right around with the sun, um, with the sun setting. E- even in the east, it'll it'll brilliant red and you'll see the reflection on the water. So you understood, you understand being here, but what our Tupuna experienced in those very, very early times. Yeah. Now, did you grow up here? I grew up, yes, and I was, I grew up down at the, down at the pa down on the flat, down on Okahu Bay. And uh, yes, I, I was born in, in 1943, and I lived there until I was around about 9, 11, and before the government evicted us off that land and put us into some state homes up here. There were only altogether 30 homes built for about 100 families. And so uh, we probably, I don't know whether they, 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 they chose straws or who drew the big longest, they got a house and who didn't, and they, were, they were out. Um, but uh, the allocation, I'm not, I'm not aware of that process because all of the co-martyrs of that time did it. And in those days, you know, our age group couldn't, couldn't be um, in those meetings or around the ma- even Because you, ma- you were a child then, weren't yes, you? Yes, I was a child. So yeah. the dates we're talking about are the 1950s? 1950, yeah. Now, when you were all relocated to housing up here, mm. In nineteen in the nineteen seventies. Nineteen fifties. In the nineteen fifties, but in the nineteen seventies. Oh yes, yes. You had a protest about it. Yes, the protest was about some of the some of the agreements that the government made earlier on to our people when they moved from down at down at the, the pa down at Puruotamaki, and they never happened. And uh, we were getting our our tribe was increasing. And there were no more houses being built that were promised to be built uh, by the Crown uh, for our people. And, and there were all of these, these promises that the Crown, um, you know, they just said, well, it's, it's a new era now, new, new government, new, new ideas and things. 
so we moved on the land. And that was known as Bastion Point? Bastion Point, yeah. But it's another name, doesn't it? Yeah, Takaparofau. And where does that name come from? Takaparofau is an ancient name, and on the land used to be faux trees, so a lot of the hulls of Māori waka in those days, when they started making waka here, when the, the hull, the bottom, was made out of the faux tree because it was very durable and hard. So when you drag it up onto the beach, it wouldn't wear like totara, you know, it's, it's soft, or kauri, it, it gets soft and it'll drag and it'll, and it'll weep and seep, you know, because of the physio of all, this, all the dragging and that. So that, yeah, so I don't know how many wakas were built with the, with the faux hull, but um, certainly it was used, bec- and um, taka meaning a pathway, I suppose, and the pathway was, um, taka is to fall, Para is, is, is a pathway, so I suppose the pathway w- would have been able to drag the post down to, down to Mission Bay, as we call Mission Bay, but all of Mission Bay was called Kohimaramara, and Kohimaramara is gathering of the chips, so I feel that, that the waka building, you know... Uh, the well, they were actually <laughs> gathering the chips chip from the waka watching, building. Yeah, so, so, and then, you know, they were utilised as fuel and they were utilised... Even in the waka, they would burn some of the some of the the, the, the sap wood on the outside, and then give an assistant then and, and put it out and adds the rest. Make and and I suppose when you look at fire, it it hardens trees, it hardens wood, and so that that was about uh, the early times of Tamaki when when probably other Maoris, um, you know, the, the original Maoris sort of who. Who, who commanded Auckland. We came down here in the 1700s because of a cheeky cousin, and his name was Kiwi Tamaki. So you're talking about coming down from Kaipara? Yeah, and we came down from the Kaipara because while we were fighting one Hongeheke's cousins um, up in the north, up in the Kaipara, um, Kiwi Tamaki came up to what with the place now we call Helensville and um, sort of... Um, nearly annihilated some of our people because all of our people were way up in the Kaipara. And um, on hearing a tupididi footslog, they shot soldiers down to Tamaki. Well, the rest is history. Uh, took out Kiwi Tamaki, the Waiohua people weren't disseminated. They, they weren't disseminated they, they, or annihilated. They, they, were, they surrendered. And so we married into Waiohua. And the Waiohua people still exist over there at Ihumata, on the on the on the shores of the Manuka, and uh, yeah, and we've had that relationship ever since. Because Takoa, although he was a oh, he, he was a warmonger, he only sought after war for those things that he thought was was important to fight for. Um, and then um, a lot of we have a lot of honour uh, over the you know, every during the year with Ihumato and and Kaurawamaki and now we have the we have the Iwi Leaders Forum in Auckland now and they, they are amalgamation of the Hauraki tribes, Ngāti Whātua uh, from here right up to the part of the Kaipara and we have um, we have um, uh, Kaurawamaki, we have Waiohua and and a few other tribes that, that are down from um, uh, further down south uh, towards the Thames, and uh, they come and 
in on 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 a tupuna that sort of had some relationships here during the time when Pākehā were trading in here. A lot of settlers, some Māori settled here uh, because of the trading that they could bring some things that, that the Pākehā might have wanted and sort of trade for some of the steel ads or things like that. Bullets, <laughs> gunpowder. Nails. Nails and, yeah, so, so it was a, the hub of Aotearoa really. You know, at that time. Could you talk about the generosity of your tūpuna in gifting the whenua to the settlers as they first came to Auckland? Yeah, and, and, um, and the early settlers, um, Te Kauo, he set aside 6,000 acres of the city of Auckland right from the shore. Well, when we talk about the shore, we, the, the, the railway is now land. Uh, well, the shore goes right back to the, the sort of hill line. Up, up at Cook Street and, and, and further around here at Parnell, up to the Auckland Hospital, around the edges of the of the um, museum land. Um, but um, you know, six thousand acres was a lot of land to give. You know, as a as a as a piece, as a as a. As a sh- it was like a gesture of yeah, goodwill, wasn't goodwill, it? Yeah, goodwill. Yeah. The gesture of goodwill. Will Looking after Manaiki yeah. Tanga. Yeah, and that we will keep the peace. You mm. know. And um, yeah, and so um, out of that, I think we got some pounds, um, a couple of um, um, red coat suits, and uh, a few sabers, and um, and you know trinkets, things like that. You know, were probably worth two hundred pounds. Yeah, but um, you know the gift was an honest gift of Manaki. Yeah. Now how? I've had friends who have told me different versions of this. Yeah. The name Tamaki Makaurau. Mm. Is it land of a th- about hundred lovers? Hundred lovers? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. How did yeah. you get that name? Well, it's actually they changed it to. It is literally lovers, but I think it's the land of the hundred desires. You know, because there's two oceans. You know. There's easy access by Manukau and, and the, the Waitamata. You can get right up into some of the places, or not so much now because of the roads and, and, and development. They could hoi their waka further, further up, and, and drag their waka up and through canals and get over to another another inlet. Yeah, and 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 because of that, and the, and the food source that was here, you know, and the ocean with its food source, you know. I think that was the desire of many desires. And probably there was also those maidens that, that, that were set apart by, by their, their hapu as, as, you know, as, as bridemaids to, yeah, to puhi to, to the, you know, the stronger tribe or, or the, the, the dominating tribe. I think Grand Hawk Takuinga, ko Ngāti Kiorakei, te hapu. Ko Ngāti Whātua nui tonu te iwi, ko um, Orākei Marae te, uh, te Marae, uh, no te Waitamata te Moana, um, te Rangitoto te Maunga, uh, te Tamaki te Awa. Ko Grant Pakeana Ho, ko Takuingo, uh, no he, no he, te Nakuta. Yeah. Lovely. It's been a month since the National Performing Arts Competition Te Matatini ended in Rotorua. 
that for the performer's means and end... To strict diet plans and hard-out fitness regimes. Noho marae and raffle tickets. And while the physical, mental and emotional toll has eased for now, that won't last for long, near marae. Well, not for my whānau. Mm. Nope. The whānau back home, off the back of Te Matitini, are already gearing up for Te Hui Ahurei Atuhoi. That kicks off next weekend in Raitoki. But up next, he rōpū no Waikato. Aye, this group is based out of Hamilton. Te Itsi Kahurangi, who won a few taonga from Te Matitini, which included Te Manukura Wahine, Best Female Leader, awarded to first place getter Tiare Tainakore. A tēnā koutou katoa i te hunga whakarongo, a koua i tēnei ko Tiare kata Tainakore tōku ingoa, a heuri tēnei no te wirimu tāmehana tara pipipi o Ngāti Haua, a e roto tonu mai i a waikato tainui waka, i te taho o tōku pāpa he uria no tēnei no te moana nui a kiwa, a no te mautere e kia nei kua tutaki, a no reira tēnā rā koutou katoa. Ai, kia ora, kia ora Tiare, nea I heard uh, ai tutaki. Aye, kia ora na. Kia ora na. What's the link there? Um, that's where my father was born. And he was brought up in Aitutaki and he came over when he was 18. So, Noreira Hokimata, we also um, are from there. That's where the name Tiare comes from. Mm. And that's also where the name Tainukori comes from, from my father's side in Aitutaki. And he still has whānau that are living over there. So, yeah. Half breed, Cook Island, Māori. So, where were you born? I was born in Hamilton, born and bred in the Waikato, yes. Ngati Haua. Uh, you know, after the 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 hype and um, the mm. the Matatini buzz has has settled, mm. uh, I mean, it's only been uh, a few weeks, and mm. already you know people are posting up the the videos um, <laughs> on on Facebook. Uh, you know, how do you feel coming down from Matatini, given that you won Best Female Leader, uh, Best Kaitataki Wahine? Um, our team actually feels quite humbled in the support that we've gotten from the Motu. Um, from Te Matatini um, and just all the spectators that were there we've been people have been coming up to us randomly on the street or contacting us um, you know through our cell phones or Facebook just saying how very proud they are of us and we really appreciate that kind of support from the motu um, and I suppose we're just really humbled um, yeah it's been about three weeks since Te Matatini have finished mm. and I suppose Te Tikahurangi our team didn't really realise um how big the mahi was or or how big our achievements were until we came home. Until we came home and we went back to our marae ruku moana and we took our taonga onto the marae uh, and we just saw all our kaumatua and our kuia and our kuroheke all at our marae and they were just very proud, very proud and very humbled that uh, we were, that we went over there and we uh, went as kanohikitia for Waikato Tainui um, and for the king. Uh, for the kingi, so it was nothing but a privilege, and it still is, I suppose. Even three weeks past, we're still buzzing, we're still on a mean hype because it was a lot of work. A lot of work went to went into our mahi. I mean, you only see thirty minutes of it on stage, I suppose, but the background mahi that went into it and all the mahi that our members put in uh, was really huge. So, um, we thank them for their time and their efforts. But yep, three weeks pass and we're still kind of on cloud nine. <laughs> you miss um, it? You miss some? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I I don't miss how time consuming it was. Towards the end of Te Matatini and the build up, especially in January, February, uh, it's really time consuming on members and on the tutor team. Mm. What well, you're talking every weekend, you're talking 
uh, Wednesday night. Some teams practice Tuesday night, Thursday night, and then from Friday to Sunday, with day off, and then Tuesday night again. So... Um, do I miss it? No, I don't miss the practices, um, but I miss the kaupapa and I miss our members. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really time consuming, especially when you have young kids. Yes. I have two little babies, so I got really hard towards the end. Te Kahurangi have performed in five Te Matatini festivals. There are five core group members who are also the tutors. So Tetsuka Rangi first started in 2004 and we started out as a Super 12 group and we were going to the Super 12 competitions that were held in Gisborne every new year. There were, there were the Tudor team and some other members as well at that time that sat, sat around the table and we were like, you know man, if we just bought three members each, we'd have enough for 40 a side. And I suppose that's how the dream started. Nice. That's, yeah, so about a fortnight later we all got together and we bought three people each. Uh, we started our kaupapa. At that time, while we were sitting around that table, the reason why we started this team was because we loved to do haka, we loved to sing, we loved to jam. Um, and it was never about competition, I suppose. At the time, it was just doing what we loved. Um, our build-up to Te Matatini, it was probably one of our hardest build-ups. In the beginning stages, we would call together our rito. Our rito is a small group of people who we call in, um, and these members have been with our team since since its inception. And these are the backbone of our team. So we call them in and we, we lay in front of them the goals and what we would like to achieve in this campaign, and we know that with their support, we'll be unstoppable. Mm. So that's what we've done first and foremost is we caught an Aurito, we had a hui, um, and then from there on we knew what the goal was and we were all on the same page, we were all on the same um, kaupapa, and from then we just started planning out our weekly fortnightly noho. So, Tiare, speaking of, you know, all that hard mahi that you described coming to fruition, uh, third equal Titi Kahurangi to mm. Te Manawa Māori at Whangara mm. Mai Tawhiti, third mm. equal second place, oh, sorry, second place uh, Te Whanau, uh, Apanui and mm. uh, Te Wakahui are taking it out. But mm. if I can just go through the, 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 the taonga that you were saying you mm. took back to the marae, first Te Reo Māori, first Whakaeke, first Motiatea, first Waiataaringa, first Te Manukura Wahine, Kokwe Tera, mm. you're the female leader. A second Waiata Tira, third Te Manukura Tane, male leader. Mm. I mean, mm. gee, the whanau must have been so proud when you took those taonga back to the marae. Oh, we were stoked. We <laughs> were stoked. Um, our whanau, um, Nōmato Te Fifi, I think it was our privilege. Uh, as soon as we finished, as soon as prize giving finished, our kuia and kaumato rang us um, from home and they said, hey, so they were going to organ- they organised a whakatau for us when we got back into Tainui Waikato because we were aware that some of these taonga hadn't even been in our region before um, or we were aware that it had been a while since some had even been in our rohe. So they rang us up and they said that they would whakatau the taonga and that in itself for our kaumatua to do that is a big privilege for our team. Winning those items also was a privilege. Some just looking back and seeing the creative process and seeing the vision come to fruition, I, I suppose. Because for a while we worked in teams and to to try and portray as best as we could the copper bowl of our waiata because that, that's what we do 
as a core, and that's that's the one thing that we try to do best is to portray our tinana physically, our wairua, emotionally, um, what the words are saying, just for people who may not understand or yes. um, for the majority of the audience that may be there. Because we know that it's, it's, it's kind of sometimes hard watching a team when you're fluent in te reo Māori. So we try and do that to the best of our ability. Um, and to come away with those items was, yeah, was awesome. And, I mean, you and, must be proud of all of them, but in particular, I would be so proud of te reo because, you yep, know, just the calibre of performance that you definitely. have in, the, in Te Matatini, I mean, was that an accolade for the core of Te Te Kahurangi? Or, I mean, did you pull from any of your kaumatsua mm, that, that wrote some mm, of the material? How did mm. that come about? Yeah, kaurangi o te reo. Kaurangi o te reo mm. is, is an awesome, is an awesome taonga to receive. Um, and it all goes towards the hard mahi of Kingi Kiriona Masi. Kingi Kiriona is um, one of the main tutors in Te Tikahurangi, and the majority of our items he writes, the majority of our items he comes up with the vision, he sees the vision. And I think there was a saying in our campaign where he would say, so he would say that that the reo that he was given to write these songs came from his tūpuna, his ancestors came from te atua, um, and I suppose he was just a messenger. Because there were times where we were we would think we would be thinking of a kaupapa to take, um, for instance, the whakaike we were thinking of a kaupapa to take to te matatini, and then... He got up at about 2 o'clock in the morning mm. and here we can see he just got all these whakaro and then he sat down and he wrote and he wrote our entry in like half an hour. Oh. Half an hour that year. He just he just sat down and he just, here we can see was lying in bed and just saw these 20 rauro and, <laughs> and wow. um, kupu about the pokai and he got up and he started writing and things like that. So, um, What's yeah. a rauro? Um can you explain the roto with a big kite that we used in our entry, and these roto are used um, to takakai to prepare food. That that's what our tupuna our ancestors used to use in a pokai, um, and they would carry the kai around in these roto, and those are the roto that we used in our entry. So yeah, he kind of came up with all that vision, but te hoki o tōna reo Māori. You know, he he has beautiful, his reo Māori is beautiful and it's so metaphoric mm. and the whakatauke and the colloquialisms that he uses is just so beautiful. And when I heard that we had one karangi o te reo, my heart just went out to Kingi Kuriona because I know of all the hard mahi that he puts in mm. and all the research that he puts in. And I was thinking to myself, oh, that there was probably no one more deserved than him. Not mm. only for kapahaka, but in life in general, he's just an advocate of te reo Māori. In his everyday life, he just he advocates te reo Māori, me ona tikanga, every day of his life. And I thought to myself, well, you know, one is more deserved than yourself. Oh, kapai. Yeah. Yeah, aside from you know, um, you know, mihi to to Kingi Kiriona for his mahi, mm. um, you took a taonga back to the Waikato thirty years since the koro since the korowai, uh, yeah. the korowai. Um, that you won for Te Manukura Wahine, taken back to the Waikato. Uh, the previous person who or woman that took that was Tomairangi Paki, the, the late uh, Tiarekinui Dame Tiaratairangi Kahu's uh, daughter. That must have been a privilege. Oh, it was. It was, it was such a privilege, and I'm so honoured um, even to this very day, and I will be for the rest of my life, I think, um, for receiving that kōrowai. I was sitting next to my mum, 
when the announcement was made and I was occupied on my phone. Oh, no, you weren't. <laughs> yes, I was, unfortunately. Checking the Facebook status update, saying. And I was, um, I heard second and I heard two haurangi and then I heard them announce first and I heard them say tainui waka and then I heard them say te te kahurangi. And what my mum done is she grabbed my hand and she said to me, to God be the glory. To God be the glory. And then we bowed our heads and we had karakia. Um, and I suppose um, to God be the glory. Because I know that he was there and I know that this whole campaign, I suppose, wouldn't have been achieved or we wouldn't have been as successful as we were um, without his guidance. So very humbled. It's a privilege to be even among the women that have won that kōrawai or to even lead te tikahurangi or lead any kapahaka team at a national level is a privilege and an honour to me. And I suppose winning that kōrawai, um, yeah, I was just so happy and so proud. So proud because so many other people um, helped me on my journey. So I suppose I'm, I'm just a big mouth on the stage, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but behind it all, you know, I have my two sisters who are also called members, Te Waipaunamu Tēna Kore and Te Manawarua Tēna Kore. They lead the team just as much as I do. We have Kingi Kiriona who also leads the team, and I suppose... I'm baffled to learn that you're 27. I mean, you're pretty young. You've got a couple of tamariki, yep. you've got two children... Uh, you're also um, carrying out studies at the University of Waikato. Mm-hmm. A week out from Te Matatini, mm-hmm. studies-wise, what happened? A week what out from Te Tini, I think it was the Wednesday prior to um, us going down the following Tuesday, I handed in my three-paper thesis, um, a three-paper master's thesis on Te Kauwhanganui o Tafio, the first Māori governor parliamentary house that Tafio established um, within my hapu Ngāti haua. So good riddance to that. <laughs> I handed that in the week before Te Matatini. <laughs> Because oh, I wanted to go down to Timbatatini with a clear conscience. And I suppose it's easy when you have no other option. <laughs> so I just had to get it in. Yep. That's right. So talk about time management, man. You must have had yep. that down to the minute. You know, in terms of juggling whanau, juggling kappa, juggling your yep. studies. And it comes down to whanau support, really. I had um, so much support from my family, from my parents, from my in-laws, from my brothers and sisters, um, and especially my partner. Mm. I had a lot of support from my family, a lot of long hours, really long hours, but um, again, I wouldn't change it because I've done it for my kids. I don't know, so my kids um, could have a, a, a really good example, and, and I suppose I'm when I was going to uni, doing my research papers and stuff, I take I always take my children with me everywhere. And now my babies are turning around to me and going, Mama, kahareo ki te whare wānanga. You know, I'm going to go to university Aww. like you, Mum. You're so, like your little yeah. inspiration, eh? <laughs> you, and she's got ears. Mm. <laughs> so, um, Tiare, you know, obviously, in, uh, if you're looking back at uh, Te Matatini and there's mm-hmm. the lead-up, I mean, you did a... What, nine month campaign lead up, mm-hmm. and then there was Jury Matatini. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, you as a kapahaka performer would have heard mm-hmm. the whole corded or the media spotlight really shining on the restrictions placed on Te Matatini in terms of what the media could cover and yeah. couldn't cover. Māori yeah. TV had exclusive rights, um, and yeah. they put in different restrictions as to how you could 
I mean, I was listening to the um, the broadcast via editangi.net and I could hear the MC saying, Fano, no photos, mm. Fano, mm. no videos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a performer, what what's your thoughts about that whole kaupapa? I mean, as a performer within Tetsikahurangi, top-ranked national group, is there a sense of, yes, we don't want people filming or taking photos because this is essentially our intellectual property? I th- in, in past competitions, I know that... Um, we have each team has been provided a media pass where we've been able to um, send our own cameraman or our own photographer and um, through the access areas we have a Maori TV or whoever it is is allowed to go and allowed to capture hmm. um, footage and things that way um, about the public getting photos and footage. Well, Matatini is so huge, and <laughs> and and Rotorua in the stage that, that was so huge. And I suppose, how would you monitor it? Because I know for a fact that team, fo- you know, photos and that were taken, and footage was taken. Um, I myself personally, I'm quite okay mm-hmm. with with that happening because. You, you close your doors for nine months. You close, you know, as a build-up to Matatini, you close your doors for six to nine months and you let nobody in because of that reason. So when you get to Matatini, you know, it's your time to open those kuaha and open your team to the motu and say, hey, whānau, this is what oh, we've been doing. It's such a you lovely know, way to put it, Tantiari. For your mahi and, and here it is. And, and I suppose I'm, I'm fine with the idea as long as people use it in a, in a positive way. Our members, our 40 members, left their whānau for how long, you know? Left their kids for how long? And then there's probably nothing more they want to do is to capture that time that they have, that they perform on stage, and, you know, and relive it over and over again. And to me, he whakaaro pai tira, um, as long as it's used in a positive way. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you close your doors for so long to the public and you keep filming restricted for so long. Um, so I think when you get to that stage and when you get to Te Matatini, it's, it's, it's their time. Yeah. It's their time to see your yeah. mahi. It's like, anei whānau, anei. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is what we're doing. This is what we've been doing for you, whānau. This is why we've tried to keep it a secret so we could get here and boom and, you know. So you're taking a rest, having a bit of a, a break from everything. What, what's um, 2013 got in store for, for you? Yeah, at the moment I'm having a fabulous rest <laughs> and it's been awesome. It's been really awesome waking up when I want to wake up and not after my kids are going, Mama, go to your computer and do some money. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, Mum's finished. Sure. So I'm having an awesome break. Um, you know, me and my Tani were both on the same team, but we never see each other. So, you know, it was <laughs> we get to spend quality time with each other just as a family. Um, 2013. Try, try and focus for the next couple of years on my career. Um, want to work in the education industry. Um, try work for the next couple of years on my career and probably wait around till August because that's when we'll start back up again for regionals. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. It just never stops. It's <laughs> no, like, what, it does. six-month break and then it starts yep. regionals, qualified, yep. then practice. Wow. Yep, then matatini if we're fortunate enough. And, yeah, so yes. it's, but it's awesome. It's um, bringing up my kids in that environment, all of our kids in that environment is awesome. Now, Tiare, your sister's. Your mm-hmm. other sisters, their names mm-hmm. are very familiar to me. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have been happened to be like Māori singers, would they? Yes, my my two older sisters are the T sisters. Yes, yes. I thought <laughs> Te Wapaunamu and what's your other sister? Te Mano. 
Timana Warua, Taina Kuri. Timana Warua. So, gosh, you know, because I'm a, I'm a product of Iwi Radio, and we used, that's all we used yeah, to really yeah. ever play was. Fakamala here? Yes, Fakamala yeah. here. Did you collaborate with um, your other sisters? Um, I sang on one of their songs on that album, um, the song that we dedicated to our mum. Yes, Mama. Mama. So I sang in, I was all of what, 13, 14 at the time. Gee. But my two, yep, the two sisters are my two older sisters. One works in Hamilton here at the Ministry of Education. Yes. Um, and our other sister is the HOD of Peach Grove Intermediate of the Māori Unit. So yeah, they're both pumping in the education sector as well. Hey, at least you, you three are just still doing what you love, eh? singing yeah. and performing. Definitely. Fantastic. Tiare, thank you so much for availing your time here on Tiahi Ka. Now, as a re-listen to that kōrero, you can do so after this broadcast at radionz.co.nz forward slash tiahika. The audio will be listed. And in case you never want to miss a tiahika episode, why not subscribe to our podcast? All the details are on our page. I'm Maraia Rakraku. And I'm Justine Murray, and this is Te Ahika. Anaya Tiare Taina Korea no Mete Fakatoki a Tine Wiki. Kuaku kupu he kupu no ngatupuna he kupu no te atua. So he would say that 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 reo that he was given to write these songs came from his tupuna, his ancestors came from te atua, um, and I suppose he was just a messenger. Kia ora, tiare, teina korehu, and that whakatauki was referencing the mahi of Kingi Kiriona uh, and his waiata compositions for Te Tikahurangi. Now, next week. It's Easter, and I'll be at the Ahure racking it up with the relations. And I'll be doing the same only in Tauranga Moana with my relations. And in next week's show, I'll be talking Tanifa with Hidden Mokumid and a playwright whose play, The Last Tanifa, could be viewed as demonising Tanifa. Back in the Ra, you may have heard of Rimdi Paul. He used to sing as lead vocalist for the Quintikis and the Utes. I spent an enjoyable couple of hours hanging out with them. Hoya noa he mihi atu ki a koutou nga kai whakarongo mō o koutou tautoko ki nga kai rāwiki wiki mihini ngā mihi. Hoki mai hei tērā rā tapu mai te whanua te ahi kā kia tātou katoa. Mauri ora!